It's our job to tell better stories. And always remember, it's the risk takers that are rewarded. People are sick and tired of being marketed to, and they're sick and tired of being sold. The single biggest story today in sales and marketing is how our customers are buying different Hey everyone and welcome to the Growth of Podcast brought to you by SaaS marketing agency Advance B2B. It's your host here Edward Ford and today we are joined by Tanya Lindner who is brand manager at Zevant, a Helsinki based SaaS company where she joined as employee number three over five years ago. Now as you know the central theme on this podcast is growth and growth should be the true north for every SaaS company and every SaaS marketer. We actually have a saying here at Advance B2B that in order for the company to grow, the people need to grow first. And that's exactly what today's episode with Tanya is all about. So we're exploring how you can adopt a growth mindset. And we'll look at that through a framework that Tanya has developed based on three growth principles. So those are think like an entrepreneur, explore like a pioneer and grow on your own terms. Tanya breaks these down for us and gives examples from her professional and personal life to help us understand how we can adopt a true growth mindset. As ever, stay tuned to the end of the episode where Tanya takes on our fast five challenge. So let's get to it. And here is episode 27 of the Growth of Podcast with Tanya Lindner, brand manager at Zevant. Welcome to another episode of the Growth of Podcast. And Tanya, welcome to the show. And thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm really, really looking forward to discuss with you today because a big theme here on the Growth Hub, as the name suggests, is growth. And that's exactly what we're talking about today, but from a personal perspective. So I was thinking to kick things off, can you tell us what does growth actually mean and what is a growth mindset? Yeah, so I guess the definition of growth is different for everybody but to me growth simply means progress it's not rocket science it's it's simple progress and i also think that or that's something i like to remind myself on a daily basis is that growth has nothing to do with perfection like you don't need to get it perfect you just need to get it going and Growth is also not something that only happens in your work life or in your career. And if you are a person who has adopted a true growth mindset, I believe you are able to see growth opportunities in all areas of your life, be it in your relationships, be it, um, yeah, basically like talking to your neighbor, that could be a growth opportunity or whatever it is that you feel like you want to nurture and grow in your life. Yeah, exactly. So then if we think about for us as marketers, why do then we need to adopt a growth mindset? Yeah, so I believe, and this may come as a shock to marketers around the world, that a true marketer, like I, I personally don't like the word of growth marketing or that you are a growth marketer because a true marketer just has this kind of growth mindset because marketing is one of the most creative jobs or like thing you can do because there's so many opportunities and that's why I love it also as well. Like that's why I love it. But if you don't have that growth mindset as a marketer, I think you will have a really hard time to, to, 
bring the word out of the service or the product or the company that you're trying to market. And I think having this growth mindset, it also means that you just dare to explore and you dare to experiment with, with the possibilities you have. Yeah. And you've spoken about this before, which is actually where we met, but when did you realize that you needed to adopt a growth mindset personally as a marketer working at Cervant and what was the moment when you had that realization that you felt you needed to almost rethink the way that you think? Mm. So, well, when I started working at Servant, well, that was almost six years ago, I was lucky enough to have two bosses that actually taught me like this growth mindset because from the very beginning, when I didn't know anything about online marketing, they said right from the start that, you know, just try things, just try it out and let's see what happens. Like do this, let's see what happens. Try that out, let's see what happens. And I think even though I didn't realize it at the time, but I think that was like this, a seed was planted, the seed of having this growth mindset. And well, when I actually realized that I had to adopt this growth mindset, that maybe it was earlier this year in May when I had when I got the opportunity to speak at the project management conference in Helsinki. And at first I was not sure if I would be ready for this challenge. Like who am I to speak in front of like these experienced like bankers or whatever <laughs> to talk about to talk about growth or growth mindset. But then I realized that this is my growth moment. Now, this everything that I have learned in a fast-growing startup in the marketing world, in the SaaS sphere, now is the time for me to share my learnings and to show up, basically. So I guess that is, where I, that is when I started to consciously think about growth and growth mindset in my career and also in my personal life. Yeah, and I can totally relate to that in terms of speaking, having just, just come back from Sastock recently and, and doing the same thing. So that's cool to hear. And you have actually developed a framework for adopting a growth mindset, and it's actually based on three principles. And I'd love to dig into these together with you now. So these principles are think like an entrepreneur, explore like a pioneer, and grow on your own terms. So let's take the first one. So what does think like an entrepreneur mean and can you give us an example of how you've adopted this mentality or used it at work in the past sure um yeah think like an entrepreneur it actually like i got this idea from my work colleague or yeah from my work colleague mikko because he has a sticker on his laptop that says love the problem and not the solution and to me this is really the quintessence of an entrepreneurial mind so because at the core, every entrepreneur is a problem solver. And the goal is simple, to provide a solution for another human's wants, needs, desires, frustrations, or aspirations. And an entrepreneur might experience this problem firsthand and wants to improve the situation for himself or herself and those affected too. Or she or he might see the need of others and sets out to help with her knowledge and skills. So, but what does it actually mean in practice? And I actually have an example for that. So, so like Servant is offering like online invoicing solution for small businesses. And it wasn't until approximately two years ago when we started to realize that we can never be the number one solution 
if we're not solving our entrepreneurs, because these, is, these are our customers, entrepreneurs, if we're not solving their problem in the best possible way. And we knew we had to understand the context and also the struggles of our target group better in order to serve them better. So what we did was we shifted our mindset away from our solution, our product, towards focusing on the most pressing issues of our customers. So in other words, we were rushing towards the problem. As a result of that, we completely changed our product, the business model, our marketing efforts and everything. And it was not easy, to be honest. And we've lost a couple of users going down that path. But that's a small price to pay because with that approach, we were not trying to build a better tool, but instead we were trying to find better users that are, right, that are the right fit for the problem we're trying to solve. Yeah, exactly. So focus on the problem, not the product. Yeah, love it. And the second stage is to explore like a pioneer. So what does that mean? And can you tell us how you've applied this framework or this principle to your own work? Yeah, this is actually one of my favorite principles. So to me, exploring like a pioneer means to simply go for opportunities and do things, even though you might not always know exactly what you're doing. And I don't mean that in an arrogant, I have it all figured out kind of way. Look at me, I'm so great. But, but more in a way of curiosity, in a way that says, I'm not sure where this path will take me. I might fail. It won't work, but I still want to give it a try because without action, there is no progress. And if we think about pioneers, be it like inventors or explorers or anybody pioneering in a new field, they are always on some kind of an adventure. And the thing with an adventure is that in most of the cases, you're not doing something you've never done before or you are somewhere where you haven't been before. And you might feel like you're not ready to do that thing yet. And you probably will never be ready because I think nobody in this world can say that they feel 100% ready and great and good in every single thing you do. So on that note, I, I can give you an example how I applied that explore like a pioneer principle in my own life. So at the very beginning of my startup journey, I was responsible for marketing to the German-speaking countries. And at Servant, that meant letting German entrepreneurs know that we exist, get them to sign up, use our software, and hopefully subscribe to our service. And we were at a really early stage and we had little investment. So we basically had zero marketing budget. And because of that, the traditional way of marketing with banners and commercials and direct sales and so on, it really didn't work for us. So instead, I focused my efforts on content marketing and I still believe that every, con- every company has to have content marketing. But in a nutshell, um, I guess content marketing done right, for me, it means that it gives before it takes and it's offering high quality, timely and relevant content. So I really wanted to deliver this high quality and relevant content to our target group. So I did my research on topics that German entrepreneurs need help with. And I know that people often often complain about the bureaucracy here in Finland, 
I understand it's a drag, but you ain't seen nothing yet unless you've been dealing with German authorities. And it really didn't yeah. take me long to find out that there was one subject that caused a lot of confusion for German entrepreneurs, and that was amortization. So amortization of things, but especially of cars. And I guess we all know how Germans love their cars. So I was thinking, hmm, if I find a way to make life easier for them by telling them how to do the amortization, that would be really useful. But if you would have asked me back then if I was ready to give accounting advice on how to do amortization under German law, then I would have said no, because I really don't have an accounting background at all. But I also didn't have a choice because once I realized that this was important to them, I just had the feeling that I need to do this. I need to give it a try. And so, and I thought with enough research, I can create something valuable. And so I did. So basically the bottom line is that I started before I was ready. So what was the result of those efforts? By now, these articles are generating more than 14,000 visitors per month to our blog. That means 14,000 people are landing on our website every month because of those four articles I have written a couple of years ago. And they are major traffic drivers for us. And in that way, they raise awareness about servants and get people to sign up to the service and all of that for free. But if I would have waited for an expert, let's say an accountant to come in and tell me what to do and how I should do it, I would probably never have finished those articles and those 14,000 visitors would have been lost forever. So what this example, like what it tells me or what it has taught me was that very often we wait for experts to tell us what to do. And these experts, ex experts, they can be our boss or our partner or real experts, so to say, or our friends or our therapist or whatever. But I mean, yes, those personal relationships, they are important. And very often you get a, like a lot of motivation and inspiration from your people around you. But at the end of the day, <laughs> we are all alone on our journey. And it's nice to have companions, companions along the way, but we are, but where we are going and how we are moving forward is really up to us. Because like what the startup world has taught me is that you're only a handful of people in the startup and nobody shows you how it's done because very often you're doing something that hasn't been done before. So if you want to do something, you just need to figure out a way and do it just like explorers do. Yeah, exactly. I love it. And I think these two examples that you've given really show the importance of adopting a growth mindset and why marketers really need to take this uh, mentality forward, but also the importance of understanding the customer, because I think that was also key in, in both those two examples. And I can also add, of course, having lived here in Finland for some time, but I also did used to live in Germany and I know all about the German bureaucracy. <laughs> Super terrible, but um, Let's take this forward and think about the third and final stage, which is to grow on your own terms. So what does that mean and, and how have you done this? Yeah, so in a nutshell, growing on your own terms means to me focusing on the small successes and on those small moment, moments where you have to act despite being afraid. And because 
you're always or I'm always trying to aim for progress and not perfection. So I think this lesson is a huge one. And I also personally, I'm still <laughs> struggling every day to master this lesson. So this is a lesson. This is a really huge one because I personally think that mastering this is like that you're able to define what growth and also success looks like on your own terms is really one of the biggest achievements for yourself and for your well-being and your mental health. And I, I haven't fully mastered it and I probably never will be, but I'm trying every day. And all I know is that I've reached a point in my life that where I no longer want other people to define for me what success and growth looks looks like and also which areas I should be growing. So I have another story for you about that lesson. So before I mentioned earlier that I was talking at the project management conference in Helsinki and how I was not sure if I'm ready to take that challenge. And so naturally the weeks before the event I've been really nervous about this presentation. So even while I was still working on my talk, I got so nervous just thinking about standing on stage and I wanted to be well prepared. And I wanted to have this whole presentation done at least 2 weeks before so I could focus on purely how I will present. So <clears throat> naturally that plan didn't turn out well. Of course, I was late with my schedule. I was late with creating my presentation. I was late with everything. And basically, I finished like the night before the actual talk. And yeah, for me, preparing this presentation on growth has become a major growth lesson itself. And I think that's quite ironic. But what I realized is that as soon as you venture into unknown territory, be it like a new project or simply like a talk, um, there's one thing that shows up for sure, and that's uncertainty. And unfortunately for us, our brains don't like uncertainty. So sooner or later, most likely after the initial euphoria of something new has passed, fear wants to prevent us from taking risks. And related to that talk, I actually remembered a different um, experience in my life before I went on that stage. So I would like to tell a little bit about itself. It's more like a personal story. So a couple of years ago, I went to the Bahamas with my, my fiance. And if you know anything about dive sites, you might know that the Bahamas are really known for their sharks. And my fiance is a huge shark enthusiast. And he somehow managed to convince me to book, um, to book us in, in a shark feeding dive. Oh my god! <laughs> so first, yeah, that's all. That was my first reaction as well. Yeah, exactly. I was like, first I was, but first I was really excited, and I was like, yeah, let's do this. This is like a once in a lifetime opportunity. But then we come to the place, to the diving, uh, to the diving shop, and they give you papers that you need to sign. And on these papers, it says something like that: in case you're gonna die or eat by a shark. <laughs> It's not our fault, it's your fault, kind of yeah, like that. It's really reassuring. It feels like signing a death certificate. So, but we signed it. And then we went out to the open sea and our destination was a place called Shark Arena. And it was a sunny day, but it was also a day with a lot of high waves. And it took us about an hour to get even to the place, the Shark Arena. 
And when we arrived there, I was already exhausted because it was just so wavy and the boat was jumping. And um, we had to, right immediately when we arrived, we had to put on the gear and there were a lot of people. And if you have ever been on a dive boat, it's it can get really hectic at times. So putting on gear is exhausting already if it's like nice calm weather but in that situation it was just crazy like the boat was flying over meter high waves and you have to mentally prepare to go diving with sharks and it was it really was not a pleasant experience i was just like i'm not gonna go in there this is too much to handle for me right now but we got uh, like i got ready we got ready and once we were ready like before we jump you cannot simply jump into the water because of the high waves so basically you go to the stern of the boat and you have to wait for the signal of the captain so that you're basically that you're allowed to jump because otherwise there's the risk that you will jump and then the boat falls on you and hits you on the head and it's not good so I'm standing there with this equipment and it's really heavy and the boat is rocking and I'm trying to hold myself onto like, like trying to stay steady on the boat. And I'm staring down at this deep blue water and just thinking that there's like 40 sharks waiting for me down there. Like, what should I do? What should I do? So we waited for the signal and the signal came and then for like, a fraction of a second you kind of like you have the choice to jump or not to jump and i jumped and diving with those 40 sharks is definitely one of those craziest things i've ever done but it was an incredible experience so when i was preparing or just before i went on stage for that conference i had to think again about the day in the bahamas where we jump into the water full of sharks. And it felt like I was at Shark Arena all over again. Like <laughs> the auditorium being the arena and the audience being the sharks. And yeah, I had the same physical reactions. So it, what, what it taught me or what it showed me was that my brain is not really smart because it cannot differentiate between a real life threatening situation, sharks, and a fake life-threatening situation nice people sitting in a room and wanting to listen to what you're saying so in both cases it just sent me the emotion of fear and i also believe that in working life the most common and most socially accepted form of fear is perfection and perfection really is a silent killer it stops us first of all from starting new things and also from actually getting things done and making progress because we're afraid we're not skilled enough, experienced enough, or simply not good enough. But if I would have canceled this presentation out of fear, or if I would have not jumped into the shark infected water, I would have missed a very important growth lesson. So I acted upon it because if there's no action, there's no progress. And if there's no progress, there really are no results. Yeah, exactly. I think that was so, so fantastic. And I think a couple of really big points to pick out there. So focus on progress, not perfection. And then when you have those moments in your life, in your career, the so-called shark jump moment, you have that choice. Mm. Do you jump or do you not? And if you choose to jump, that's where you learn to grow. That's where you develop. That's where the growth mindset comes in. So I, I think this is fantastic. So it's think like an entrepreneur, explore like a pioneer, 
and grow on your own terms. And you've also introduced something called the Magic 20 framework. So can you tell us about this and explain how that framework can actually help our listeners to grow in one area of their career? Yeah, absolutely. Like I think this, the Magic 20 is one of the most simple and but very effective brainstorming exercises that I have come across. And I have to say that I'm not the person who came up with this. I actually heard it in a podcast from Marie Folio. And so credit where credit is due. So I believe she is the one who actually came up with this. Anyway, I will lie it out to you now. So the Magic 20 is a really effective brainstorming exercise that can help you to get unstuck when you don't know how to move ahead with a specific goal or with with some dreams. And it basically what it does, it gives you permission to explore even the wildest ideas that you usually wouldn't dare even to think about. So what it does is that first of all, you pick a notebook and a pen and then you write down the goal that you want to achieve or an area in your life that you want to improve or whatever it is that you want to nurture and grow. And your next steps is basically that you list 20 different ways that you could get or create or achieve what you want. So in other words, what could you do or are you willing to do to make this idea or this dream your reality? And very often as you come up with those crazy ideas, you will most likely hear a voice in your head that says that, ah, that's, that's not good for me. That's too bold. I can't do that. And so on and so on. But the beautiful part of this exercise is that it is actually about all those crazy ideas. Do not edit yourself. Don't hold back your creative ideas, especially if they're like stupid or crazy in your opinion, because if you want to challenge yourself to list at least 20 ideas, it really, really like you cannot come up with a lot of reasonable things very often. You have to go to that unreasonable ideas that only come when you really like stretch yourself, when you're like, okay, how can I make this work? What, what kind of crazy ideas can I come up with? And the truth is that creative gold often comes towards the end, right past the point when you think that you're done and you think you don't have any more ideas to write down. So most of the people, they would like, they would maybe go to seven or eight ideas, but to actually go for 20 ideas, that requires effort and that requires that you get your creative juices flowing. And at least um, when I presented this framework at, at the workshop that you also attended, I heard from one person that the idea they acted upon, the idea that actually got them further in their with their growth goal or with their dream, it was number 20. So it really is, don't stop at 18, don't stop at 19, really go for those 20 ideas. Yeah, that's fantastic. And that was a really, really good exercise. I think we could also add a link back to that original podcast episode if people would want to listen more about the, the framework. And yeah, Tanya, so if we think about the future and where you go from here, so how will you continue to challenge yourself and what will a growth mindset mean for you in the future? Because I know you have some, some new adventures in your career starting already very soon, even today. 
Yeah, yeah. So today is actually the first day where I work as an entrepreneur. So all this work and all this preparing for my workshops and my presentations about growth, it really triggered something in me. So I felt like, so when was the last time that I had this shark moment? And when was the last time I took a step into the unknown? And I realized that this entrepreneurial way of life has always been like a, a secret dream of mine but maybe I wasn't ready to act upon it or I was too scared but but now I felt like now is a good time so I from now on I I was able like with my current employer servants I'm only working 40% anymore and the rest of the time I will dedicate to creating my own business so what I want to do now in the first place is I want to help Finnish companies to enter the German speaking market, because I believe there are so many great Finnish companies here in the Nordics, like, like there's so many great Finnish companies, but very often nobody outside of the Nordics or even outside of Finland knows about them. And since I have already and um, developed the market entry model for Germany, my curious in, in at servant, I felt like that I can also help other Finnish companies to enter the German speaking market. So that's that's gonna be my new challenge. And uh, another thing which is kind of like more my passion project is that I really wanna help also small business owners with their marketing efforts because very often small business owners they have they have a little shyness problem they have great products they have great services but they don't know how to market themselves on market themselves online so i would like to create online courses for this target group and really help them to get more customers and get better results yeah that's fantastic so this is your new shark arena moment so if we have any listeners out there who are thinking about conquering the german speaking markets then Tanya is the person for you. So get in touch. So this was fantastic. I think we could wrap up and move on to the fast five challenge. So Tanya, are you ready for this one? Um, yes, I am. All right. Well then let's do it. So first up, what is the one book that you would recommend others to read? Uh, here would I have to go for Big Magic, Creative Living Beyond Fear by Elizabeth Gilbert. Nice. Okay, second question. A SaaS company that you love and why? I absolutely love Teachable, which is an online course platform. And I just think they do a fantastic job with delivering excellent content, especially in form of webinars that really, really provide, provide high value to their users and customers. Okay, love it. Third question. Your favorite place to read about marketing and growth online? Here, I will have to say marifolio.com. Okay, perfect. Number four, most important growth metric. To me, that's engagement because it's an indicator of how much value you actually bring to your readers or your customers. Perfect. And then last but not least, your one piece of advice for fellow SaaS marketers. So... I believe in the SaaS world, we easily get caught up in numbers and metrics. And what I would like to, I would like all the marketers out there to know that we should not forget that behind every sign up, behind every purchase, there is a real person. 
because at the end, you don't market to a unique visitor. You don't market to a lead. You always market to a human with a life, with friends, with relationships. And I think if you remember that in your marketing efforts, when you create campaigns, then you already have an advantage over many other people or marketers in the scene. Yeah, I love it. So behind every number, there is a person. Perfect. Hey, Tanya, I have to say it was an absolute pleasure having you on the show today. Thanks so much for joining us here on the Growth Hub podcast. Thank you. It was a pleasure from my side as well. That was Tanya Lindner of Zervant on how to adopt a growth mindset. And if you want to reach out to Tanya, then the best place is through LinkedIn. And we've added a link in the show notes in case you want to reach out and get in touch. As ever, we would love to hear your thoughts and feedback about the episode. And you're always welcome to get in touch with me on Twitter at Nordic Edward through LinkedIn or reach out to me at edward at advancedb2b.fi. So thanks again for listening to the Growth Hub podcast brought to you by Advanced B2B. This is your host, Edward Ford, signing off and make sure you check out advancedb2b.com for more content and resources on everything B2B SaaS growth. It's our job to tell better stories. And always remember, it's the risk takers that are rewarded. People are sick and tired of being marketed to, and they're sick and tired of being sold. The single biggest story today in sales and marketing is how our customers are